hey, you're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them, watch this, and God blessed them. Hmm. And God blessed them. The very first thing that God did for humanity before he did anything, before humanity did anything, the Bible says that God blessed them. They didn't ask for God to bless them, but God blessed them and he did it just because he's gracious, because he's good, because he's generous. Hey, hi, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Nancy, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening at Life Church in Green Bay. This week, we're discussing a sermon from our series on the book of Ephesians, a message that Pastor Sean shared this past weekend. I'm Nancy, and our guest today is Megan Mollick. Hi, Megan. Hi. I'm so excited that you're here today. Me too. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, I actually work with Megan. We both work yes, for Life Church. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and yeah. who you are? Oh my gosh. So I uh, do marketing and publishing here at Life Church. I've been here for two years. Um, and I mean, my job can look like a lot of different things, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes. But between social media, magazines, books, um, and of course, working with all my favorite people. So yeah. I'm totally a people person. I love it. And that's the best part about working here too. It's oh, like, yeah. Being with such awesome people and always being pushed to like grow and yeah, we were improve. just talking about that. Yeah, it's all like personal development, spiritual development, got like journey to wholeness, and all of the things. So we're pretty tight knit group of staff here at Life Church. So it's really yeah. fun to be able to have these, uh, you know, real conversations about what's really going on totally. and and just what the message looked like from this last week. So um, I'm really excited about this content for today because um, it was like a really refreshing message. I felt like, yeah. you know, going through the book of Ephesians, it's been a lot about identity. Yeah. Um, what our identity is in Christ. Are you in Christ or are you in Adam? There's been a lot of um, conversation around that. And it's really brought a lot up to the surface for me personally. And I know for, for a lot of us here on the staff um, to just kind of revisit and really focus on what our identity is in Christ. Um, and I loved this message. It just reminded me of how good God is to us. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes it's easy to forget or to get stuck in the, this phrase came up the other day, just being stuck in the muck and mire, you yeah. know? And to have a message like this one just brought to light like these reminders of who God is for us and how he blesses us. So um, let's listen to the first clip and we'll just kind of dig into what some of that looks like. We don't need to manipulate God to bless us. He already has. And Jesus said, God's a good father. He delights in the blessing of his children with good gifts. And so any effort to manipulate him for blessing is as unnecessary as asking him to make water wet. It's already been done. <laughs> and I have to wonder. It's already been done. It's He's already blessed already us. Already <laughs> making water wet. Get yeah. out of here, Pastor Sean. So good. <laughs> I know. He said that. I was like, oh, that's so true. Yeah. You can't manipulate it. No. I like, um, he also said, you you know, don't wiggle and squirm and wrestle and like, oh, if I just do this, then yeah. God's going to bless me. Like it, it's done. Yeah. That's and, not how it works. Oh, <laughs> how often do we think of that? You know, like, yeah. Oh, right. of course we're blessed. 
Yeah. And I think, I think at the end of that, he says like, that is God's heart. God's heart for us is to bless us. Like before anything, that was that was what he was wanting for us. It was the beginning of um, Genesis. And I think it was a piece, I'm going to see if I can pull it up really quickly. Um, it was a piece of the intro um, before we kind of introduced ourselves just now. Oh, um, yeah. That he says, uh, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. Yeah. Like nobody asked for it. Yep. Nobody manipulated or did good works or did anything for it. It was right after male and female was even created. Right. And he blessed them. Yeah. Because that's what his heart is for oh, us. I love that. Yeah. I, I love how God not only planned to know us, but he planned to love us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so good. who we are in our creation. We're, yeah. we're known fully and completely blessed. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's really awesome. Let's do this next clip. And um, I want to talk a little bit more about um, what that, like, not manipulating is like. Okay. By saying, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, not who will, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And the idea of blessing in the original translation is actually twofold. It can be to speak well of, or it can be to bestow a favor upon. And so what Paul is saying is that God is both speaking life over us and pouring favor onto us. And in these 12 verses or those 202 original words, Paul gives a list of ways that God blesses us. And and reading that list is like a literary version of the grand finale of a fireworks display with one massive blast of blessing after another, all building to this crescendo of an idea that before telling us what we should do for God, Paul wanted us to know what God has already done for us, that he has already blessed us in multiple ways. And it- the little, the imagery of that, of the big grandiose fireworks display, mm. it, it makes me think of when you watch fireworks and it's like, you know, it's the cheesy like, ooh, ah, uh-huh. at the end of all right. of it. And it's like when you go through this list that he talks about and these six things at the end, like we should have this awe and reverence of like all of these things that God is blessing us with. Yeah. And it kind of makes me want to, I'm picturing this fireworks display. You're just sitting back and like resting in that. And I, and that's what I think of when I hear some of that. But one of the things that he just said was that, um, we might not always feel blessed, but what is it that we're focusing on and what, we're so focused on what we want mm. that maybe we forget about what we have. Yeah. That was a big takeaway for me too. I think, um, I just had a conversation with some friends this past week about that exact thing. Like what do we feel entitled to our dreams? Mm. Do we mm-hmm. feel entitled to all the things that we can think up? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time we do. Mm-hmm. And um, so is that just our expectation or are we looking towards the blessing? I think sometimes we can get it twisted, right? Like we're, maybe we're the doing the, um, the name it and claim it. Like we're yeah. looking for that God yeah. uh-huh. instead of just what you said, sitting back and resting in our blessing and knowing mm-hmm. that, hang on, he's already going to give a look at all the things that yeah. he's going to give us. And not only that has given us and has planned 
to give us, mm-hmm. right? But we're sitting over here in the wiggle and the, if I just work harder, if I just uh, reach this next goal, this mm-hmm. quarterly deadline, whatever, mm-hmm. then I'm going to find blessing. Then it's there. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too, is just slowing down enough Mm. to realize like that we do have those blessings. And it's something that Pastor Sonny's encouraged us to do recently too, um, with bright mornings. I feel like there was a, a bright Devo that we did that was talking about like really dwelling in the blessings that we have and just, it's almost like taking yourself out of the details, Yes, you know, and pulling yourself back from the conversation to realize like, Uh, actually pastor goes through this list um, and it's later in the message, but he goes through this list of like the fishing trips and the beautiful sunsets and the first kiss with your husband on your wedding day and holding your baby. And, and so many of these things that we just, we move so fast that we don't realize that those are the things that God's blessing us with. Yeah. Um, And just, I mean, as we go through this next list, of what he was talking about in that scripture. Um, there are so many things there that, that we can slow down and realize that we already have those blessings. Yeah. And it is just the best feeling to sit back and realize, wow, God, you are so good. And I think we forget how good that feels mm-hmm. to like appreciate God mm-hmm. because that's what we were created to do. And so when we do that, it gives us just this, in I mean, incredible sense of Peace. Peace. That's yeah. what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's really just a matter of thinking that way and remembering mm-hmm. that. Um, I think we'll go through the next six things that Pastor talked about. And if you want to um pull out your version app or after this, if you want to reference like what some of these notes are or what some of these six items are, these are the six ways that God has already blessed you. So if if you if you're sitting at home and you're thinking um, it sounds really great for you to say that I've been blessed, but I'm not. I, I know the feeling of, you know, I'm sure you do too, Megan, where yeah. it's like maybe things look really grim mm. or maybe you are stuck in the details or yeah. maybe you are struggling with something that is overbearing and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you look at these notes and if you're able to take some time to think about what this looks like and what these um, what these blessings are that God has for you, I'm, I would pray and hope that you can find some of that peace that we're talking about um, in these topics that we're going to go over. So in that scripture, he references six different things. And I'll go through them quickly, but then we do have a clip for each one and we'll kind of talk through a lot of them. Um, the blessing of holiness the blessing of adoption, the blessing of redemption, the blessing of forgiveness, the blessing of grace, and the blessing of being sealed. So we'll go over what some of those um, mean because some of them are like, wait, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, I was looking at the notes like, oh, I don't know what, what does that mean? <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. And the result of that is not is that God now graciously sees you the same way that he sees Jesus, righteous and holy. And so practically that means we've been given new desires and that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to live out those desires. It doesn't mean you will never sin again, but that you can live in such a way that increasingly reflects the holiness of Jesus and the effects of his blessing in and on our lives.
Mm, so that's the blessing of holiness. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think what he said is so good. So that you will live in a way mm-hmm. to show in- the effects of his blessing increasingly, right? Like we're obviously we're not perfect, but the longer you live, the more time you have to spend and grow closer with Jesus, the more and more you reflect him. Reminds me of like mm-hmm. being the moon. You know, mm-hmm. reflect, yes. reflect the sun. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's so good. <laughs> that's I, love, I love that little analogy too, though, because I feel like it's so easy to understand. Yeah. But that is something that, you know, in that scripture of, um, or in the clip that he just said, God sees you the same way that he sees Jesus. And what's the first thing we think? Uh, no, he nope. doesn't. <laughs> God There's doesn't no know what I thought when I was driving this morning or if he knew that if he knew what I thought this morning when I was driving my car there's no way he would not see me that way but he does and you can't change that right like nothing that you do will change that yeah um there were two questions that pastor said one of them was how has he already blessed me and how is he inviting you to make further changes to reflect Jesus more and I think that's just like what you said like what how can we reflect who Jesus is to be able to bless other people? I mean, that's a great question. That's a super great (laughs) question. Um, Again, this past week, I was talking, uh, my friends and I, and I had a question for them. It was, what are you doing in your work to glorify God first? Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, we get caught up, right, in the nine to five or the Mm -hmm. busyness of the work week. Um, But maybe that question could be applied to family as well. What are you doing with your family or in your off time to glorify God first? Mm -hmm. And maybe starting there is the start of your reflection of your blessing, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you're going to start to focus on, on that good stuff. That's really good. Yeah, and if you put your focus there, then you'll shine, you right. know, and then people will see Jesus in you in yeah. the way that you're acting and the way that you're treating people. Yeah. And then you're right. I mean, they'll realize that they're blessed through you, through Jesus. I think right. there was something that I, I talked about recently. I'm not sure how this relates, I guess. Um, but just just the idea of like on social media, you don't need to be posting scriptures every day for people right. to know that you're a Jesus person. Oh, totally not. Right. Like just you being close to Jesus and being able to reflect that is enough for people to see that. And sometimes when people want to be near you and connected to you, yeah, they don't realize that what they're connected to is actually Jesus. Jesus. You know, and yeah. they're they're just like, Oh Megan, I need to talk to you. Right. I need to spend time with you. I need to be with you. Right. Okay. But there's more to that. It's not just Megan. It's Megan yeah. and her relationship with Jesus that makes you who you are. Right. And that makes you a magnet to pull people in. Yeah. And so just having that blessing and being able to reflect that in your life brings people that nearness Closer. You know, to yeah. Jesus too. So good. In Rome, parents could not disown a child that they had adopted. They had to become a permanent part of the family. Plus, an adopted child received a new identity. And any prior commitments, responsibilities, or debts that they were carrying were automatically and permanently erased. Also, in ancient Rome, the concept of inheritance was part of daily life. It wasn't something that they waited until death for. So being adopted made someone the heir to their father, fully united to him, and entitled to everything that he owned. Think about what that means to us as Christians. Spiritual adoption essentially doubles up on the power and significance of God's fatherhood. We have. Hmm. 
I like that he talks about inheritance here. Mm-hmm. I think, man, the okay, that view and perspective of what the ancients had of inheritance is so yeah. much different, I think, than what we as Americans have of inheritance. Mm-hmm. Like, we think of, I don't know, our parents' 401k. Like, what, yeah. we, what, what <laughs> and, does that look like? And we think of it as something that we don't receive until... They're dead. They're dead. Right. And, and then, then that this... feels really mean and <laughs> right. like morbid. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. But in this case, they lived in their inheritance, like yes. knowing that they have this inheritance. Yeah. And really, like he said, what does, think about what that looks like as uh, for us. Right. Knowing that we have that inheritance and how can we live in that, like on a daily basis. Yeah. Because I mean, okay, here's the thing. If you're living, you're stressed out about your bills or you're going through the work week, but you know- you have $10 million coming to you. Right. What is the feeling you have in that moment? Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace. <laughs> so, hmm, okay. Yeah. So when I'm going through my work week and I'm like, God, is this enough? God, am I doing enough? Is this good enough? Do I love you enough? Because it's like, whoa, hold, relax, have some peace. Like, do you know what your inheritance is? You're a child of mine. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so true. And and how uh, much of a reminder that is to be able to live that way yeah. and the peace that that would bring. Yeah. Like I, I'm thinking even just in the way that you said that now, I'm like, oh, I don't think like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that mindset of, but knowing this is the inheritance. Yeah. And knowing that we have that. Um, I also thought it was really fascinating. I think we spoke about this in a staff meeting a little bit more yeah. intense about, um, and I think pastor said he's going to be mentioning it more um, in a, in a series, but just the idea of spiritual orphans yeah. and, um, and knowing that like we have the father and that connection can't be broken. You know, there's nothing that you can do that will break that. Right. connection and being able to live in that. Yes. Like what you were saying, you right. know, of having that inheritance and living that way, knowing yeah. that you have that inheritance. Yeah. Like like act mm, act the part almost, yeah. like like act what you own, mm-hmm. you know, right. instead of pretending right. that you don't have it or you're ignoring it or I'm just going to I'm just going to keep doing what I always do because I don't feel like I'm good enough for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think he talked about that the week before. That's kind of like a slap in the face to God saying that yeah. I'm not going to accept your your blessing mm-hmm. and purpose and your choice of spiritually being my authority. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not good enough for that. Right. That's offensive to oh. God. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah. we have this inheritance. But we have it. We have to know that we have it. Yeah. And it was given to us before we could ask. Mm-hmm. Redemption is this idea of exchanging a product for a payment or the clearing of a debt. Either way, spiritually or practically speaking, Jesus exchanged his life for ours. And practically speaking, in Christ, you're redeemed from whatever debt has been holding you back. Drugs, alcohol, food, sex, gambling, fear, guilt, shame. He's canceled our spiritual debt, which was eternal death. For the wages of sin is death. And he exchanged it for our eternal inheritance, which is everlasting life. But the gift of God is everlasting life. So this is the blessing of redemption. 
um, in him we have redemption. Practically, it's this idea of clearing debt mm-hmm. and not living like you have all these things holding you back anymore. And it reminds me of what we just talked about. Because are you living in are you living in all of the guilt and shame and insecurity and all of the wrong things? Yeah. Or are you living knowing that we already have this redemption? Right. And I feel like this is one of the points that maybe we're all the most familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, oh yeah, sure, yeah, redeemed. I get it, right? Yeah. Like the <laughs> blood washed off the land. Like I get it. Uh huh. Um, but we don't necessarily accept it or like take it on as our identity. Mm. We don't walk around being like, yeah, you know, I'm redeemed. Mm-hmm. And like remembering that when we wake up, like today I'm redeemed. Mm-hmm. That's my blessing. Mm. Yeah. And like he, gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's, um, it may, it makes me feel like sometimes it's easier to live in that mm. and to live in the victim mindset of, well, I've sinned and I've done this and I'm guilty and I um, am insecure and I have all of these things that have happened and I'm not good enough because maybe that's, maybe it's easier or maybe, maybe we feel like it's more accepted to to live that way than to live like we're, we're free. Like we're redeemed. Yeah. Uh, Pastors made this point before where, you know, I've made this bed, so I'm going to sleep in it. Mm -hmm. I've made this mess it's it's my yeah. job to clean it up and I'm embarrassed about it. So I'm just going to keep staying here because mm-hmm. I don't really want to give it up. Right. Right. Because it's become your identity. Yeah. And that's. And, and if you choose to give it up and if you choose to believe in these blessings, all six of them and then mm-hmm. some, then you need to relearn who you are in Christ and what your identity looks like in Christ. Because you can't live in the guilt and the shame and and all of the wrong anymore. Yeah, and that's not who you. That's not who you're meant to be in Christ anyway. Right, and that can hurt. Some of that. I mean, you're removing layers that you've built. Those mm-hmm. are some security layers, that safety layers, maybe that you've put up those walls around mm-hmm. you to keep you safe for what you think. Right, right. right. Um, Protecting you from being hurt. Right. Protecting you from being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like all these, it's all these weeds and things that, that are guarding your heart Mm -hmm. that if you're not thinking about or pulling, then you won't be close to Jesus and you won't be close to other people because there's all this stuff in the way. Humans are so good. We make things so complicated. (laughs) And then, and then God's like, I redeemed you. I called you. Yeah. That's all. Period. <laughs> and it's exactly, it's like, he makes it so easy. He just completely clears the path for mm-hmm. us. And so all we have to do is accept that. And so why do we like spin our wheels and can't, we can't accept, we can't accept, we can't accept. Yeah. We make it so much more difficult than it is. Totally. He's like, I've already blessed you with, with redemption. Yep. It's done already. Done. Which kind of goes right along with um, the next one, which is forgiveness. There's so many different areas where you go, hmm, well, is this a sin? And you ask yourself, should I be there? So what deep regrets haunt you? What words have you spoken? Deeds have you done? Motives have you held? Lies have you believed? Harm have you caused? People have you grieved? Or shame have you carried? What have you done to appease 
your guilty conscience? Have you tried to deny your sin? Have you tried to blame others for it? Have you tried to minimize it, hide it, or punish yourself for it? Hmm. Did any of that work? (laughs) Of course it didn't. But gratefully in Christ, you are totally, completely, and eternally forgiven. And it doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus died for it all. You are forgiven. I love his his laugh in yeah, that one. Too. Of course it didn't work. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like you nice know, try. you know it's not going to work basically. Right. <laughs> and and that was one of the things that he said uh that I that I loved was what have you done to appease the guilt? Oh man. I was like, gosh, that's con- it's convicting because when you when you recognize um, some of the things that you're living in or maybe identities that you're choosing to, you know, that's the bet I made. I'm going to live yeah. in that. It's it's convicting to say, like, what are you doing to justify mm-hmm. why you should stay there? What are you doing to make yourself feel better that it's okay? Or what um, he talked about uh, forgiving our trespasses. Yeah. And that's anywhere we shouldn't be, any thoughts we shouldn't think. Mm. You know, we think of, like, the big sins, but then... Anything that you shouldn't be doing. If I I saw something, um, someone posted a picture of their daughter with a shirt and said, would you let your child wear this? And someone commented and said, if you have to ask the question, you already know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it made me think of this. That if, is, you have to, if you have to, if you have to ask yourself like, well, is this a is sin? Is this a sin? Then mm. it probably is. Yeah. You know? And, but that's conviction. Right. right. And right. that's how gentle God is. God's not mm-hmm. smiting you or, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? He's guiding you because he's like, oh, no, kid. Yeah. I got better for you than that. <laughs> right. No, you don't need to do that. And mm-hmm. like, that is the, that is absolutely the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, just reminding you, like you've been forgiven of all your sins. So mm-hmm. pull yourself back from the situation. Don't trespass. You know, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, Pastor said, in Christ, He doesn't hold your sin against you. He loves you in spite of it, because you've been blessed. Yeah, and He's chosen to bless you, knowing that you're going to make mistakes. Right, and He's forgiven you for it already. Yeah, I mean that's just the best blessing. Like what <laughs> yeah. else? What else can you ask for from um, God? I've and I think. Yeah, that is the best blessing. And I think when we talk about identity, we can we could list, you know, a lot of people do um, like morning mantras or whatever, yeah. where they're like, right. I am this. And, yes. and I don't think that there's anything wrong with them if they're like <laughs> spiritually based. Yes. But that this could be that. Like this whole list. Yeah. That could be, I'm, I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am. Yeah blessed by grace, like all of these things could be things that you can really like imprint on your heart of who you are before anything else. Right. You don't have to question any of that. Yeah. You know, it's so, so we, true. we just have two more. Okay. Cause we got through all four. So we've got two more grace and being sealed. God has already blessed us with the blessing of grace. We only receive forgiveness for our trespasses because of the riches of his grace. Because of the riches of his grace. 
an outpouring of God's love. He loves all people with a common grace. Um, what does that look like? Common grace? Yeah. Um, I liked how he explained it. Common grace is the the gift for the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. The, the talents where you go, but that person doesn't, I know that they don't love Jesus or accept Jesus yeah. as their savior, but like, look what they have. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually catch myself thinking this sometimes a lot. And it's a great reminder that God gives those gifts because he's pointing back. He's saying, mm-hmm. look, I, I'm giving you this. And so it goes back to the very beginning, right? He already yeah. planned, God planned those yeah. blessings <laughs> and those gifts for us. He knew us, he loved us. Mm-hmm. And so we have free will. We will make choices that don't glorify him. We may choose not to believe in him, but mm-hmm. there's still blessing there. Right. Yeah. And so there's still that's grace. That's common for you. grace. Yeah. yeah. And then um, saving grace. Oh, there's saving grace. Yeah. There's another better grace. <laughs> <laughs> when you're living one with him. Yeah. And then you have the saving grace. Yeah. What does saving grace look like for you? I think it's this. I think it's the reality of knowing that you have all of these blessings mm-hmm. and that you that you have been saved by grace. Yeah. Uh, but also not ta- <laughs> I don't I don't know if this is spiritually correct, but not taking advantage of that. Right. You know, it's like um you don't do something knowing that there's grace. Mm. You know, and I feel like sometimes people might say, "Well, I know, I know that I have this grace so I can push a little further, Yeah, but they, but not to take advantage of that. Right. And so just having that saving grace and like that awareness of like, I'm covered in that and like in the provision, um, and just kind of having that saving grace, knowing that you're in Christ different from common grace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I think of grace in my mind, I see like space. Mm-hmm. You know, like grace, it carves out in a little area for you. So yeah, that saving grace, it's just like a smaller little bit of space mm-hmm. that you have. So it's like, it's tighter. It reminds me of Sonny saying yeah. like, short my leash, mm-hmm. right? So we have a shorter leash from God. Right. But he keeps us within that because he has like this special kind of saving grace for us. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. And in the ancient world, owners would place a personal seal on their prized possessions, on things they were proud of, things they loved. And so Paul is saying, when God placed his Holy Spirit in you, he was placing his personal seal upon you. He was identifying you as a prized possession, something he's proud of, something he loves. It's an indicator that we are his and he is ours. Oh, it's really that simple, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> it's a reminder that we are his and he is ours. I, I love what he said about um, being a prized possession. I know. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll be prized. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is my favorite one yeah, out of all I think of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, it's the one that makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm that I remember being young and God speaking to me and telling me, you are mine. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, I knew I was sealed. I was his. And I was young. 
And so I've, as I've grown, um, that's looked different for me, like what it means to be his. And, uh, I particularly love this verse. This is revelation chapter 22, verse four, they will see his face. They being us, they will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. Mm. And that has stuck with me because in heaven, our name will be on his name will be on our forehead. Mm -hmm. And, um, I challenged myself just last week. I'm like, am I living throughout the day as if his name is on my forehead? Mm. Do I walk around in the coffee shop? Like his name, his forever name, his, his name that only I will know in heaven. Is that yeah. on my forehead right now? Yeah. And um, I think that's part of what it means to be sealed, right? He's putting that stamp on us. So, so act like it. So mm -hmm. act like you are his prized possession. Go out there and show other people what you are what he has mm -hmm. created you to be mm -hmm. and whose you are and all of the blessings and reflecting all of that, who he is yeah. so that people see his name on your forehead through all of that. Right. I love the visual of that, that yeah. scripture that yeah, you shared. Too. That's so cool. Um, I think uh, the blessings that we enjoy here are only an appetizer. This was something pastor mm. said. They're just an appetizer for the days that we have to come. And when we're able to sit back and look at the things that we're enjoying now as our appetizer, we can only imagine how great that inheritance will be. Um, but having the gratitude for the things that we have now is so important to be able to live in that, like yeah. what you were saying. And Pastor Sean challenged us on Sunday to keep a gratitude journal and just really focus on the things that we have and to be able to dwell like we've talked about in these blessings and, and these six things could be on the top of your list every day. Right. <laughs> as oh. the ways that you're blessed. Yep. Might as well just you know? start off right there. Yeah. Cause you have yeah. them already. Yeah. Um, but even just to, to focus on that and how much that changes your perspective and right. the peace, like you talked about and having that joy and just reflecting his light and being able to do that everywhere that you go mm -hmm. is so, is so important. And, we challenge you to, to join us and do it as well. Yeah. Um, he challenged us to do it for two months, right? Yeah. Until like, December 24th. Yeah, leading yeah. right up until Christmas. How so, perfect. Yeah. So through, through the November Thanksgiving season and all the way up until Christmas, just to keep, keep a, a, keep it at the forefront of your mind Yeah. and pay attention to the ways that you're blessed and the things that you can rest in. Yeah. You know, including his peace and all of these things that we've already been given. Right. It's a heart perspective mm -hmm. and shifting that gives us a better outlook, especially in, in the holiday season when, you know, there's a whole yeah. new, there's a whole <laughs> new definition for blessing, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As we move into that. So I think that it's a really, it's the roots that we need to kind of hold on to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that we talked about a few clips ago was just that whole, um, idea of really taking a look at your heart and what your identity looks like and walls and weeds and kind of clearing that space. Um, that's something that we've been able to do as a staff yeah. through Journey to Wholeness. And it's a really, really important way to look at personal development through um, how God sees us and really diving into it through scripture. Yeah. And like being able to take a good hard look at at who you are and who you believe to be and who you are in Christ 
And so journey to wholeness is like a huge, a huge factor in, in being able to figure that out for yourself. Have you, you've done journey to wholeness as a staff. Yep. And then have you done another? On I your haven't, own no? but I okay. want to yeah. because I think, and I've said this before, it's the first time you go through journey to wholeness, it brings a lot of stuff up mm-hmm. and then you kind of take care of those, you know, the top ones, the big yeah. ones. Yeah. Then you go, wait, I think there's more mm-hmm. under there. And it's like kind of addicting. You're like, wait, it is. <laughs> I want to know more. Yeah. And, um, you know, as humans, I think we really like to learn about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know more about ourselves. That's why we watch the shows that are about yeah. And we try to like figure out other people. So it, Journey to Wholeness gives you that opportunity to really understand yourself better and how you were created and therefore how you were blessed. Yeah. And who you like really who you are and yeah. what's made you who you are. Yeah. Um, but not forgetting that that's in Christ, you know? And so starting with kind of who you are in Christ and then, then working your way up. Yeah. So that's really cool. I, but anyway, that was just like a little, I was thinking about, yeah, I was thinking about what we were talking about, about like living in the, this identity of the guilt and shame or sin and trying to get away from that to really knowing who you are and being able to live in these blessings. I feel like journey wholeness is a, is a huge piece to that. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, thanks for being here, Megan. Thank you for it having me. It was so me. fun to chat. Yes, it was. <laughs> I love it. And now it. we'll just work the rest of the day yeah. together. Okay, and we're going back day. to work. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> thanks for joining us today on this episode of Chew on That. If you enjoyed this episode or think that someone you may know um, might benefit from some of the topics that we talked about, share the link to this podcast on your social media. And we'd also love it if you rate and review Um, this podcast so that more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. My name is Nancy, and we'll talk with you again next week.